the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Pat Williams Power Hour, AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word. This is your hour, and Pat Williams sits down and speaks with authors who've written books on topics of interest and insight for listeners like you. And now, here's your host, Pat Williams. Welcome again to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour, right here on the new AM 990, and FM 101.5, The Word in Orlando. We're so pleased when you join us. Uh, so is our engineer. He just goes by Pete. And uh, he gets us on the air today. Uh, Andrew Herdliska does the producing of the show. And uh, we're grateful for that. Uh, our guest in this first segment, Daquan Williams. He's in Columbus, Ohio. His book, Destination Serenity, Daily Affirmations. Uh, Daquin, first of all, welcome to Orlando, Florida. We're uh, glad to hook up with you and uh, glad you've got some time for us. So how are things with you? I definitely appreciate you for having me. It's an honor to be on the show today. And um, I'm blessed. Everything's been a blessing. Continuously just growing through the day. Now, now tell us the background of this book. Why did you write it? How did it come about? Okay. Uh, Destination Serenity came about. I would say it was really based upon my life. I grew up, it was me and my mother in a single-parent home. My father was um, shot and killed when I was three years old. And my mother almost the same at six, and um, almost myself, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And for me, it was life is very precious. Life, it comes with battles that we have to make do and make the best out of that can do that, but we just need to push ourselves in a certain way and to tell ourselves positivity 24-7 and just let that trump the negative. And that kind of, that was the starting ground for the book, just my life in general. And then I had my daughter right around the time I was actually writing the book, and um, her name is Serenity. So it was like, that was my blessing. For me, it humbled me up. It showed me so many just righteous paths to take and just show the world that your struggle does not define you, but it merely makes you. And my daughter was that blessing for me, and it just pieced it all together. Well, you open your book with a topic uh, called Life is Magical. Uh, and then you do my testimony, which I think you just shared. So, so get. Uh, let, let's start with those first two as you open your book. Anything more to add? Yes. Uh, so when you open the book, is it, it really? I really want you to know that life is magical, we, and it's magical in its own way. It's a twisted plot. You go through things in your life that'll break you, that'll make you cry, make you sad. You lose people. You, you, you financially go through grief. It's it's a lot of struggles that can happen to you, but if you start to look at the beauty and the outlook and the lessons that you're learning as you're going through this life, 
you begin to see the magic in it and the beauty. Uh, then let's get let's uh, move through some of these exciting topics. Uh, passion, tell us more. Yes, sir. Within the first, um, so as you're going through the life is magical. I'll also begin to tell you about my testimony and just the things that I went through in my life to just show you, you know, um, I've, I've graduated from Notre Dame college. I have majored in three different majors, criminal justice, political science, and business. Um, I started my first nonprofit at 19 and, it, and it, those things kind of came to me through some of the negative things that came to me in life. So, I just took that, and, and I wanted the reader to really resonate with who I am, but also to kind of reflect on who they are. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the testimonies, and then we um, kick it off. When we finally get into the day one, that's where we begin to tell people every day you have an affirmation that you say to yourself in the mirror, or you say with your kid. I know I say it with my daughter every morning. Um, we say that affirmation. Um, you get a definition of exactly what that word is. You get a motivational, whether it was a quote, a story, or something that just kind of make you smile, put a put a smile to you. And um, you get a challenge. And every day you just complete your challenges, read your words, continue to be positive, and, and allow the action to start to take place that will set you free. Daquan Williams is our guest. Let's move to some of these interesting words. Uh, let's start here with strength. Tell us uh, what you write under that heading, strength. Strength. That is, uh, I'm going down right now. That was day four. What, uh, what do you want to add about the word strength, Daquan? Daquan. Oh, here I go, brother. I apologize. I was um, on day five. That's the day me and my daughter just read this morning. Day four was strength yesterday. Strength for me um, is just resilience. If, if every day you can tell yourself you are strong, that you can overcome, you can, you can make possible out of the impossible, you can do just that. And I know... On day four, I really I wanted people to know that strength is I can, I will. I am as strong as the fierce, free-doing fighters and carry the strength of a thousand kings and queens. And was telling yourself that, live by it. Just allow that to, allow those words to really resonate, and you live with that. And I also gave a challenge for that day, and I would challenge everyone out there how powerful do you believe your mind is on a scale of one to ten? Let's talk about the word knowledge. Fill us in. Yes, sir. Knowledge. I, uh, the knowledge is the key. It's the key to the earth, the key to the universe. I feel we should seek knowledge. Knowledge not only can provide us peace, can provide us comfort, can help us with our financial doings, business, family, relationships, communication. Knowledge is, is so essential and it's beautiful. And to know is to have power and to be able to control your actions, your words, 
And um, knowledge for me is I, that that's everything. It's essential to the life we live. I want you to explain another interesting word: powerful. Powerful. We are powerful. We are very powerful. No matter what somebody thinks, our words are powerful. The things we think, our thoughts, they're powerful. The actions we do daily are powerful. So just to look at that and piggyback on strength and knowledge, we have the strength, we have the knowledge to be powerful, to be great, to be whatever we want to be. My guest from Columbus, Ohio, Daquan Williams. These are interesting words. Here's another word, chosen. Tell us about that. Chosen. From the day we were born, from the day, honestly, we, nine months prior to that, we were chosen. There's so many people that take that for granted, and we have to look at it like we battled with our mom and our dad through creation. There was so many cells that could have reached the egg, but yet we were here. We were chosen. The Lord blessed us with the ability to be here and to share us to the world. Uh, Daquan, here's another word, one of my favorites. Extraordinary. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just, just, just like with being chosen, we're extraordinary. Our thoughts, our actions, everything we do in this life is extraordinary, and it's not average. It's not something that you should look at like, yes, I'm doing this, but I could be here. You're doing this, and you will get there. You're extraordinary. Your actions, your thoughts, your mind, everything you do in your life, your family, your friends, everybody around you is extraordinary, and you just have to embrace that. Here's another one of my favorite words, worthy. Uh, what what's your take on that word? Worthy. Where it, it, it's it's so many people. I was raised upon my mother told me to treat the janitor as if they were the CEO. Mm. So for me, I know I grew up six seven years old, also giving back to the less fortunate, and that that carried on through my teenage years, and then to where I eventually started a nonprofit called Better Days. And that's that's what we do. We give back to the less fortunate because it's so so many times in life we can get to a position and we feel as if we're not worthy or what we're doing isn't worthy of being around this crowd or or being in this status or whatever mindset that you create to make yourself feel as if you're not worthy. You are and you always will be worthy. Daquan, I want you to move down a few words because we'll ne- we'll never cover them all in this in this seg- segment. Uh, but I, but I like this word uh, tranquility that you use. Uh, where, where does that fit in the book? Tranquility, peace, peace. I just I, I feel as if it, the world can get hectic. I'm not telling people we have to pitch this perfect life because nothing in our life will ever be perfect. But to create a peace of mind and a peace of self and really find the tranquility to be able to deal with certain things in your life that may feel as if they knocked you back. 
you find that peace within that that peace with your higher power, and you 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 find your tranquility. Let's um, uh, keep moving here. Here's another one of my favorite words: phenomenal. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. Great word. Tell us more. Yes. Um, this one actually came about, I was listening to a song. It's one of my mother's favorite songs. <laughs> and just being a phenomenal woman. For me, I've seen her. She literally came from nothing. We, we, we lived on dirt roads growing up. So... To just see her rise through all of those eyes, my grandfather, uh, other family members, it, it, it's phenomenal to me. And it makes me realize that we all are phenomenal. We all have came from so much. Just to look at us even making it through birth, we are blessed and, and we're phenomenal creatures. Now... Uh, here's the next important word for us, uh, Doc Kwan. It's called ad- it's called adversities, and then and then you go into problems, and then you go into difficulties. I think all three are kind of kind of relate. Adversities, problems, and difficulties. Tell us more. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I do believe the Lord gives His strongest the 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 worst battles. You could say where losing someone to death or battling with different problems such as, you could say, addiction, communication, where it now affects your daily life. Or some people I know I've spoke with have thoughts of suicide. So it's, it's always going to be problems. There's going to be adversity that you battle but it's what you do with that adversity and it's how you flip it. It's just like you lost your mother. I, we feel for you. I feel for you. And I, I pray every day for you. But I do know with this adversity that you can come out stronger and that your mother is looking over you. So it, it's one of those things where no matter the problem size or the adversity that you're going through, once, once we can take the positive from it, we can begin to set away some of the negativity that comes with that and look at the, the positivity to grow. Um, one more before the break. It's the word listen. Tell us more. That's a great word, too. Yeah, <laughs> listen. Listen, I, um, that's something I do a lot. I've always been taught to do that. And I know me talking, I, I love to talk. But I, I, I love listening just as much and even more. Listening can tell you so much about somebody or a situation that you're in or if you're in a classroom setting where you're learning more. Being able to listen allows you to be able to apply and, and get that to sit in your mind and now you can apply what you've learned to your daily situation or your business your family's goals, you know, just that listening aspect is so important. And we sometimes forget to listen to people. My guest 
is Daquan Williams. He's in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we've got another segment. We're talking about his book, Destination Serenity. Uh, this is the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour here on the new AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word in Orlando. We will be right back. More of the Pat Williams Hour in just a moment. AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour, AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word. Now, here's Pat. My guest is Daquan Williams in uh, Columbus, Ohio. We're talking about his book, Destination Serenity. Uh, Daquan, the next word I want you to expand on is simply called failure. Tell us about that. Failure. We, we all will fail. There's going to be a lot of things we do in our life where we fall short. We think that we're not, you know, worthy or of that status because we fell short. But I like to look at failure, and this is just learning from others. If, if we look at failure as a positive and a growth, we never will look at it the same. It's, you can try a business 19 times. But on that 20th time, you got it, and it's the business that you wanted, and you're successful, your family's happy, you, you can be at your job doing a challenge that you can't do, and your boss has been getting on you about it. You constantly, you feel as if you're failing, but every day you're learning exactly what you should be doing. So it's never a failure. Now, I want you to explain growth to us. What's your take on growth? Growth, is it, it goes right along with failure. It's, we have to be able to learn from the trials that we go through. We have to be able to grow from our who we are to our mind to the, the people we keep around us. We have to constantly grow, even with our faith. We have to constantly keep growing and just evolving into who we want to be. We will never stay the same. We can't get tomorrow back, but we can make today great. Tell us about the word think. Think that that's one of my things. I will say that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times in life for me where I didn't think. I would just act. And, and that got me into worlds loads of trouble. It was like, man, Daquan, if you would have just thought about it for a minute, maybe you would have been okay. But to to sit back now and resonate with that is to know thinking is powerful. Our mind is it's a it's a beauty. Our mind is precious and so to think about what we say or what we do is to ultimately begin to act in that way. Here's another key word, I think. It's called grind. Uh, tell us about that. Yep, grind. That's, that's been my nickname since I was about 13. I was uh, playing high school football, went to a camp in Indiana University. They called me grind time. <laughs> I always worked hard. So it was for me, it stuck with me. And I know grind is no matter what. If you grind, if you tell yourself you can do it, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You will do it. You definitely will. So grind for me. I tell myself every day, and I would tell anybody, every day just tell yourself, you got this. Go ahead, grind. You got it. 
Now let's move to the word ambition. And and while you're at it, uh, talk about hard work. I think those two go together. Perfect, perfect match. Um, ambition and hard work. You look at it, you got if, if you stay ambitious, if you stay driven and dedicated to what it is you want to do and who you want to be in your life, you you will begin to put in the hard work to meet that ambition. Keep that ambition high and the hard work in grind mode and you're at a different level than where you were yesterday. Let's talk about uh, this word negativity. Tell us more. It's everywhere. I was just listening to um, a famous influencer, Gary Vee. He was saying basically negativity outweighs positivity because positivity is quiet and negativity is loud. And I definitely agree. I agree. Every day from movies to music to our day-to-day life and the people we communicate with, we hear something that could be negative. And we we suddenly, uh, a lot of times, go with that negative. We kind of let that be on our minds. We harp on it. We think about it. We may change the way we act or do because of the negative versus looking at the positive. You know, it's a friend in that corner or even you telling yourself, my artwork is very good or... My the way I, I was communicating, I tried to be polite, but they didn't like that. So they started testing me out at the red light. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to think about the test out. Just think about you. You handled it right. You did your thing. So negativity for me is is huge. When we allow it to swallow us, it can become almost a burden, and it and it affects who we are and what we do and how we move. So. For me, negativity is really just you telling yourself there's nothing that can be negative if I make it positive. Now, I want you to get to this word, uh, confusion. Uh, where does that fit? It's okay to be confused. Anything we do in life, I know I'm 26 years old. I don't have it figured out. I do not have it figured out. It's people that I talk to on a day-to-day that's in their 50s, 60s, 70s. They don't have it figured out. Every day we live, it's okay to be confused with something. I was just talking to my grandfather, trying to teach him how to FaceTime on the iPhone. He was confused. He got frustrated, but I told him, look, we got this. I went over to his house, showed him exactly how to do it. He loved it. So it's okay to be confused. But it's what we do with that confusion, how we find the knowledge to answer those questions to grow. Next word, trust. Yes, um, trust, that's, that's really for yourself. That's, that's, I want everybody to know, trust yourself. Trust you, because you always will have your best interest. Trust the ones that you know have your best interest, and go with it. Just trust yourself. Next topic, dedication. Yeah, dedication. That's that's right along with that hard work and grinding ambition. If you if you keep a constant mindset, knowing that you you're dedicated to achieving whatever goal it is that you have in front of you or whatever action you're trying to complete, you you will constantly 
keep achieving. Even if you fail, you still find a win out of each failure. So being dedicated to what it is you want to do and what you want to be is the way to continue to grow. Now I want you to expand on the word genuine. What's that mean to you? Genuine is important. It's very important. I know I'm um, I'm high on my faith, so for me, the Lord tell us to treat our neighbor as we would, you know, treat ourselves and treat the ones we love. Treat everyone genuine. Treat yourself genuine and really just trying to almost come to a humble state where you're not better than the next person. The next person's not better than you. We are all blessed to be here, so to just be genuine. Just be you. Be authentic. And don't let nobody ever take that from you. Now, I want you to um, discuss the word energy. I like that word, too. Energy, that's huge. Energy is huge. I, I, I preach energy constantly in my day-to-day. It's... um. I'm sorry, that's the tornado siren here. It's 12 o'clock. But um, energy is, you've got negative energy, positive energy. And when you have a lot of negative energy around you, it can cause you to act or do certain things that you would not do. If you had the positive energy around you, it could drive you to, to be a better you, to, you know, be the person you want to be, achieve the goals you want to see for yourself. So energy for me is is huge. It's sacred. Protect your energy. Keep building on your energy. Find your peaceful places. Find places that make your energy and activities that make your energy happy. Well, folks, my guest has been Daquan Williams. His book, Destination Serenity, Daily Affirmations. And uh, there's a lot more to it. I check some other words, but we've run out of time. Words like enjoy, dream, courageous, brain, incredible. Quite quite a book that Daquan has put together. We've got more after this. It's the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. And this is the new AM 990 and FM 101.5, the word in Orlando. We'll be right back. More of the Pat Williams Hour in just a moment. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The word. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour, AM 990 and FM 101.5. The word. Now, here's Pat. Daquan Williams, our guest in that first segment from uh, Columbus, Ohio, talking about his book, Destination Serenity. Well, we stay in the Midwest. Uh, Sandy Brown is in St. Louis. She's the founder and president of Gateway Creative Broadcasting in St. Louis. Uh, she's got a morning show, uh, 99.1 Joy FM and Boost Radio. But we're going to talk to Sandy about her new book, Healing Out Loud, How to Embrace God's Love When You Don't Like Yourself. Sandy, welcome to Orlando. How are you doing? Great, Pat. Nice to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity. Before we dive into your book, uh, tell me about Gateway Creative Broadcasting, which you founded. I, I need to hear about that. Well, St. Louis was had a Christian radio station that was sold, 
And so 20 years ago, we started Gateway Creative Broadcasting as an effort to fill that gap to bring Christian music radio to St. Louis. And it is now not only one station, but two here in St. Louis and then throughout um, Chicago and Pittsburgh and Portland, um, the Twin Cities. So it's an opportunity really to share Christ through music here in St. Louis and beyond. Well, congratulations. What, what, what brought this new book about? Well, I was uh, middle-aged. I was working on Christian radio every day, loved God fully, and um, was wrestling with why I didn't like myself. And I had never heard anyone else say that out loud, that I love God, and I know He loves me, but I don't like myself. So I felt um, that maybe I was the only one that felt that way. I went to a Christian counselor, journeyed for over a year in discovering the roots of why my feelings were out of connection with what I knew to be true and discovered that there were some reasons and some roots to that and also a way forward and out of that into freedom. And I thought maybe if, um, if I wasn't the only one struggling, maybe I was not the only one who could benefit from the freedom found and therefore asked my counselor once we had ended our counseling relationship and, and started a friendship about the idea of writing a book and telling the story of emotional healing from both sides of the couch. I'd never heard that before. So the book Healing Out Loud was born. Uh, You open your book with a chapter called Warning Lights. Uh, What are you writing here? The concept was one of the first things my counselor keyed me into, which was what I felt like was very chaotic, my feelings being out of sync with what I knew to be true, God loving me and yet me not liking myself. It felt like a disconnect. She introduced the idea that really our emotions are warning lights, like on your car. They're not a problem. When a light flashes in and of itself, it's not the problem. It's indicating that there's something going on that is deserving of more attention. And that brought some comfort to me, like, wow, okay, I, I'm not crazy or I'm, I'm not out of sorts here. My body, which was wired by God, was trying to tell me that something was going on under the surface that just needed a little bit more attention. And then the discovery began. What were the warning lights trying to tell me or what are the warning lights trying to tell all of us? And that's where the book starts and the discovery process began. Now let's move to uh, a question. What shame? Question mark. Uh, topic two. Well, what I didn't realize is that shame was one of these warning lights. When my counselor um, asked how long I had been struggling with shame, I said, well, I, I'm more familiar with my life than you are. I don't, I don't wrestle with shame because who wants to admit that we do? And yet when she began to unpack what shame looks like in uh, a woman's life, I identified with every one of the key points like insecurity and using humor to cover up and trying to work really hard in other areas to overcompensate. And um, so to me, the discovery was, wow, how can I begin to heal from something I didn't even know what it was? And identifying, you know, shame is a part of my life. Um, I didn't know that it was. It probably has roots somewhere that we're going to have to discover where that came from. But shame often attaches itself to past hurts and wounds that are factual, but shame starts to enter um, a dialogue that's not factual at all, but that's very condemning. And so shame was one of the roots of my warning lights to go, hey, here's why I'm struggling with not liking myself, because there's this inner voice that's telling me I'm bad or um, I'm broken and God can't use me. He might love me because he's obligated to, but he doesn't really like me. And that was the beginning of discerning uh, what was going on, and, and shame was at the root. 
Sandy Brown is our guest. She's in St. Louis, Missouri. We're talking about her book, Healing Out Loud. Uh, topic three is simply called Hiding Place, Sandy. Uh, what does that mean? Well, uh, it went back to my first memory. If we're going to dissect where our insecurity or our inner shame comes from, where, in looking back in our past, is, it, is the root. And for me, it was my first memory of hiding behind a chair in our living room when my dad left our family and um, him trying to take my brother with him but leaving me behind. And what was hiding there was not only me behind the chair but the root really of a lot of my insecurity of feeling unwanted. And I knew the memory existed. I knew the truth of the experience happened, but what I didn't realize was that I had latched onto a message that night when he left, which was he loved and wanted my brother. He did not love or want me. And that festering over time was the root of my shame, that I felt unlovable and unwanted, not just by my dad, but by everybody in my life, including myself. And so coming to terms with that was, okay, um, the message that was hiding behind all of that and then um, coming to grips with all of that, it was bringing that to light that really allowed me to see, wow, that was not truthful. My dad might have not been able to love me the way that I wanted or needed, but that doesn't mean that I'm unlovable. And I think all of us, if we wrestle with shame, there's a root message there. And getting to that hidden message was the beginning of me beginning to heal. What about secret keeper? What's that mean? Well, um, as I share in the book more vulnerably, um, I began to not only wrestle with this feeling of being unwanted and unloved, but there, my mom got remarried then, and when our stepdad entered our home, so did a degree and measure of abuse. And um, I didn't tell anybody then because I felt like it would change everything. Uh, what I didn't realize was that not speaking up about the abuse was also going to change everything for me, and I began to be a secret keeper, not just of feeling unloved and unwanted, but of feeling dirty and ashamed and that, again, something was my fault, that I was broken. And that chapter is really just the telling of and the unearthing of um, all of the bad messages that I had been feeling and, and pointing toward myself had a direct root, and it wasn't that I was crazy or, again, wrestling with emotions that just were out of sorts. They had a beginning. They had a source. And that was hopeful for me because what started out as a secret once unearthed and processed through, could be acknowledging of pain and acknowledging the difference between pain and shame and working through both of those. Now, the next topic for uh, Sandy Brown, memory bag. Explain that. Well, once we unearthed um, some of the painful memories that I had in the past, I didn't realize that um, there were choices what I could do with them today. And what counseling... Um, for me was that while I may not have had a choice into situations that happened, um, abandonment from a family member or abuse from a, a family member or trauma, I do have a choice today. And the concept was if our lives are a bag of, of memories and pain and trauma and abuse and everything, what can we take out of our bag? What can we say, you know what, I choose to no longer carry the shame associated with that. I no longer choose to carry the condemnation from that or the feeling responsible for that, that I could choose to take some things out of my bag and I could choose to put some things in like 
compassion and understanding for myself and, and other people who may have harmed me, forgiveness. And so it was really this process in counseling of looking in my bag, discerning what I wanted to take out, what was truthful and I wanted to keep in. And, and I walked away with some things no longer being in my bag and other things um, taking forward in my bag and in my life, and the load felt much lighter. Now let's move to this topic, Sandy, lost and found. What's that mean? Well, um, there was a sadness that came into my life when I was navigating through counseling that I was concerned I would never get out of. And what my counselor began to show me was that um, I had experienced hurt in the past, but grief is something different. Grief Grief is understanding not just what happened, but experiencing the loss. And I began to journey and understand, okay, my pain was not just because something happened to me 30 years ago. What was still lost in me was, was causing me pain today. And so just grieving, honestly, and giving permission to myself and the reader to understand that um, grief has a purpose and sadness can be valuable and have a beginning and an end. And um, that was the focus of what was lost. What was found during that time was contentment. The, um, the benefit of sorrow, the benefit of lamenting, which Scripture talks about fully, and it's a part of the grieving process. I think today we don't like to really give space to sadness or to grief or lament. We want to rush past that and get on to the happy feelings, but it was very intentional and very purposeful for me to give it the grief, suffer what was lost, and then be able to more fully embrace the joy that comes after that. Sandy Brown is with us. She's in St. Louis. Uh, she's a, a radio broadcaster. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's an author, and uh, she's with us. Healing Out Loud, uh, the name of her book. Sandy, we've arrived at uh, topic seven. It's called At a Boil. Uh, what, ex- what's that mean? Explain that. Well, we were starting to turn the corner into our counseling journey, and so I was surprised when um, we got to another root of some of my emotions, and that was anger. And I felt like that teapot that was whistling from, you know, pent-up years of holding frustration and um, pain and, and suffering. And um, we just had to dissect through, through, through pain and anger. And how do you do that? How do you release anger in, in a healthy, God-honoring way? And this chapter kind of walks through... Um, there is a proper way. The Bible doesn't say not to be angry. It just says not to sin in your anger. And so what do you do with an injustice? What do you do with um, righteous feelings of being upset and angry and, and how to navigate through that again in a way that is both honest and God-honoring? And that was a new journey for me. So um, writing a letter to someone who had hurt me that I didn't mail, but that was an expression of my feelings was very helpful. And then to share that, to tear it up when it was done was a release for me that that harmed no one, that um, brought no ill on anyone else, but that was a release of some justified anger in my life. And it was a healthy process to learn how to do that in a way, and again, that was God-honoring. I want you to move to uh, topic number eight. Perception is reality. What's that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, we all know that there's truth and then there's perception. Sometimes they line up, sometimes they don't. And um, for me, the perception that I had of myself was not rooted in reality. It was rooted in past pain. My perception, again, was that I was wounded, unwanted, unloved, 
bad, ugly, all of those things. But you have to start with perception to understand where you are to move to the truth, um, which is where you want to go. And so this chapter was really all about identity and who does God say that I am and how do I bring my perception of myself, again, which was rooted in shame, into the light of truth. And so it was an exercise of who does God say that I am? How can I glean truth from that? And who then am I? And uh, it was the next step. It was a hopeful step in leaving perception behind, realizing what its roots were, and then the truth of reality and embracing that fully, which was uh, new territory for me and really where, where the beginnings of freedom were found. How about this topic that you write about, naked in the street? What's that mean? <laughs> Well, uh, it stemmed from when my counselor said, Sandy, I see you growing. I see you experiencing freedom. I think you're ready to take the next step, which is to be vulnerable and share some of the past pain and some of your new freedom with those closest to you. I had not shared anything about my life in this personal regard, even with my husband of 30 years at the time. And, um, but she knew the value that would come in trusting someone enough to share and then also receiving the love and an acceptance from them. But when she said that she thought I was ready to share, I said, Michelle, I, you, I feel like you're asking me to get naked and walk across the street. That, that's what this feels like. Sharing my inner soul with someone feels much like that. And, um, and what I discovered, though, was it was a step in vulnerability, a worth, it was worth the risk. And beginning to have vulnerable conversations with my husband and with my kids and trusted friends, it did feel scary. It did feel like I was exposed. But it was, again, a journey that I was able to take with someone that I loved, who loved me, and began to show me that not all fear is rooted in truth. And I just didn't have experience in that. That's why it was scary. It wasn't scary because they were unsafe or because what I was sharing was untrue. It was just scary and vulnerable. But once I did it a few times, I realized that, you know, this is healing. And it was um, a good journey. And then really the book is that as well. It is kind of a, a vulnerable conversation just for the bigger audience. Sandy Brown is our guest. Her book, Healing Out Loud. More with Sandy right here on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. It's the new AM 990 and FM 101.5, the word in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Hour in just a moment. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. Now, here's Pat. Sandy Brown is with us. She's in St. Louis. Her book, Healing Out Loud. Well, Sandy, we've arrived at topic number 10. You call it less yuck. <laughs> Explain. Well, I remember being in counseling and having recognized even in myself that I was growing, that I was understanding emotions, spending less time with shame, more time with truth. And so I asked my counselor, am I getting better? And we navigated through realizing that that's a, that's a challenging question because better needs to be defined. And I, I said, well, I feel like I'm feeling better. Um, but I'm not sure if I even know what better looks like. And so this chapter really is about defining better. And, and better isn't some destination where every day feels um, perfect or where there's no struggle. But my definition of better was there's just less yuck. And um, my husband 
use the analogy when I asked him, uh, do you feel like I, do you sense and see that I'm getting better? He said, Sandy, I, I think that you are like our opening of our pool every spring. When we take the cover off, there's a, evidence of things that have been there under cover for quite some time. But once we begin to put in the right um, pieces and work with it and balance things out, there's less yuck, there's less algae and whatever else is in our pool, and it's more inviting to get in. And he goes, and I feel like there's less yuck in your life. You're more balanced, and people are wanting to come around and get in and, and share in the pool of your life. And that's what that chapter um, is a reminder for me of, is that better really is just less yuck. And the only way to usher, usher out less uh, the, the yuck in our lives is to identify it, work through it, and then invite God to bring truth to replace it. And that's very much what better looks like for me. There are still triggers, and this chapter talks about triggers in our life that may try to usher back in a negative thought or some shameful things from our past. But um, recognizing it for what it is, that it's yuck, that it doesn't have a place here, and that it can be dealt with, processed, and moved out, that's better. And uh, moving forward and having less yuck in your life, that's better. Sandy, uh, let's move to topic 11. It's called Healing Out Loud. Explain. Well, it's the title of the book um, as well. And the premise is that all of our lives seem loud at some time. There are, whether it's anger or shame or um, pain or grief, a broken relationship, that's the loud part of our life. Um, finding a way for that to get out is what healing looks like. And so just as it's healing out loud, it could also be loud out to healing. And it's, again, identifying what's, the, what, what's loud in our life, how does it look like for that to come out, and honestly, that it's an ongoing battle. And that's where the, the book kind of um, lands, is that there's not a one-and-done fix to healing. The ing is important. Um, it's an ongoing process, this side of heaven. We're not fully whole with him. We are. And um, allowing him to be the loudest voice in our life, that truth is um, powerful, his presence is comforting, and that healing is something that is possible and that it's ongoing and that it is a journey we take until we are ultimately completely healed by him. And um, it's also an acknowledgement of some setbacks that I had while in, in counseling is, that made me feel like, man, am I getting better at all when I emotionally still wrestle with some things? And just the importance, again, of, of the ING of, of healing and the reminder of, of the importance and power in saying it out loud. Um, hey, I'm wrestling today. I'm struggling today. That The enemy would want to keep us in silence, but God invites us into truth and to speaking that truth out loud. And honestly, the reminder that all of creation, he chose to speak into existence. He could have snapped a finger, waved his hand, just thought it, but for some reason he spoke and he did so the first day and the second day and the third day. And while incomplete, he looked at his creation and he said, it's good. And so the, the final chapter is, yeah, healing is out loud. Let's take the steps, say what we need to say um, out loud to someone else, a counselor or a trusted friend and realizing that God can look at us right where we are today on our journey, imperfect, and say it is good because he's in the healing process of our lives. What do you write about in the epilogue of your book, Sandy? It's a story, a parable, really, that I began to write in high school. 
um, that I had forgotten about until I was in counseling, and God kind of brought it to mind. And it's the story of, quite simply, a kite. And so there are no names to it, but it is the telling of a kite who is flown by her father and then gets kind of let go and and tattered and torn, um, gets flown by a stranger and by other trusted people and then untrusted people and gets caught in some trees and then gets set free from the trees. It's just a story in, par- in parable form of the entire journey, how we feel like we're created to be something beautiful, and yet we get tattered and torn in life and feel like we don't have any purpose or that we're not even able to fly. We're just stuck in in whatever it is. And then God comes and lovingly blows on the branches, unties the knots, and we're still tattered and torn as we fly. But we point now to the one who is the the heir in our in our kite, the one who allows us to move freely, who, as Psalm says, he brought me out into a spacious place, like he's detangled my life. And it's just, it's in, it's in picture form, if you will, a parable, but told as, as not a person, but as a kite who finds their way through being tattered and torn to a place of still flying, flying free. And in doing so, pointing to the God who made her and the God who takes delight when he sees her and enables her to fly, pointing to his beauty, right, that even though we're tattered and torn, we can do what we were created to do. What do you want people to take from our chat? What do you want listeners to take? Well, I hope that if there's anyone else who um, may feel but is afraid to say, I love God. I know what it means to to love God, to be loved by Him, but to still also then wrestle with some internal feelings of not liking yourself. That one, it's okay to say that out loud. And two, that there's freedom from that, that we don't have to stay tangled in that place of shame any longer. So I pray that people, um, believers or not, would find that it's okay to be honest and that there's space for healing, that when God comes into our life, he one and does a lot of things. Salvation is secure. Our eternal destination is secure. Our forgiveness of sin is secure. It's one and done. But that the process he may want to move us through can take some time, and that's okay. Just as, again, with creation, it's a process that he is recreating our lives. And so where we start might be one place, but what he wants to do in our lives and the healing that he has for us can be a beautiful journey. Sandy, let's talk in the closing two minutes a little bit about radio and and your thoughts about the state of Christian music these days? What 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 are your what's your thinking? Well, I I'm sure like anything else, because there's humans involved, it it has its um it's up and down. But I get to see it in a studio every day where I hear people calling in whose lives have been impacted, and and mine is as well. You know, songs uh, just like David in the Psalms, I think they can be like a salve, um, rooted in truth of God's word hopefully um, orchestrated by His Holy Spirit that can reach deep into places that are soothing um, to our soul. And so I love Christian music. I love God's Word. And I feel like, um, and I get to see evidence of it every day, reaching in and touching people uh, in, in just a very powerful way. So I love being involved with Christian radio, Christian music radio as well, and it's a powerful tool that really I'm thankful there's a place for it. There's so much other music out there that is vying for the attention and the hearts of of our culture, and so to have something that is a light in a dark world makes me happy and I believe draws people to Christ. 
Uh, give me um, 60 seconds in closing about the reaction to this new book of yours. What What have you heard? It's been wonderful. I've been hearing from people who um, are finding their voice to say, I didn't know it was okay to say I wrestle and struggle as a Christian woman or as a ministry leader. And so it's resonating with people. Not only the pain is resonating with people, the shame, but also the sense of freedom. This is practical. There's a healing map in there. There are reflection questions. There's scripture. And people are resonating with all of it, not only the starting point, but the progression of moving towards healing. And so I invite you to check it out. Um, Healingoutloud.com is where you can find it at um, amongst other places, Amazon and, and every place else that sells books. But it is really an invitation to explore the healing that God has for your life. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Sandy Brown has been our guest, author of Healing Out Loud. Uh, we've got a wrap-up right after this on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, stay tuned here all day long to the new AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word in Orlando. We'll be right back. More of the Pat Williams Hour in just a moment. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. Now, here's Pat. Well, thanks so much for joining us here on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, Daquan Williams was our guest in that first segment. Destination Serenity. Daily Affirmations. And then Sandy Brown joined us, uh, morning show host for 99.1 Joy FM and Boost Radio in St. Louis. Her book, Healing Out Loud, How to Embrace God's Love When You Don't Like Yourself. I want to tell you briefly about my latest book. It's just out. It's called Every Day is Game Day. It's a devotional I did with my friend Mark Atterbury. Uh, 365 uh, daily devotions, all of them with a sports theme. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll uh, enjoy it greatly. So um, when you go up to Amazon and order copies of different books, uh, remember, uh, every day is game day. Uh, Pat Williams and Mark Atterbury. We're back next weekend for more on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Stay tuned all day long to the new AM 990. And FM 101.5, The Word in Orlando. We'll be right back next weekend. Have a great week ahead. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Pat Williams Power Hour. Join us again next week at this time, where faith comes by hearing. The new AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.